Hello, everyone, and welcome to Subsegment, a show where we discuss all things queer, kinky, nerdy, and taboo. I'm one of your hosts, Irony. And I am Pop Noodles, your co-host, and I welcome you to Subsegment. Hello, everybody. Uh, this week's episode is a little bit special. Um, I'm basically going to create an amalgamation of uh, some extra cut that I created for uh, a special episode like this. Uh, so I'm going to basically reintroduce you a little bit a uh, tree person that we already interviewed, which was uh, MXS and then Rookie and also Ro. So I hope you enjoyed this and we'll see you at the break. Um, would you like to introduce yourself to the audience? I am a human. <laughs> <laughs> Who I, is also a? I I guess I I mean I make music. I work in technology, and uh, I guess the reason for being on the show today, particularly, I've been into. Um, various kinds of masochism for as long as I can remember Yes, as well. So, yeah. <laughs> and they are also gender fluid, which is uh, another sort of mm-hmm. point to our show, discussing gender and queer identities as well as kinks. So yeah. this is mm-hmm. always a, a good a good introduction. I'd say those thoughts have been with me just as long to some degree, although not just as, as long as your kink thoughts. I remember. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, that actually reminds me that I do have two stories now I'm thinking about it. Okay, so the first one I could think of, I remember a very epic night um, with you. Yes. And Well, we've had a few epic nights, honestly, uh-huh. <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> um, but there was one scene where I was on the floor with a bunch of other, um, like a bunch of people I think who were submissives. And all there were all the... Like pretty much all the women at the party were going to walk over us and trample on us, and you were there ensuring all of them stepped on my balls when they went over instead of stepping on my chest. And you were also like like incredibly sort of gaunt at that time of your life, so right. I was just like, "But nobody walks on their fucking chest because if somebody's <laughs> heel goes through and punctures this sweet baby's lungs." I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so it was both for like play, but also like uh, general nervousness about your being. Mm-hmm. I actually appreciate that. Cause like, I mean, the, 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 I did get a few marks in my chest. It was weird, but I did feel nervous cause I'd never had that much weight in a tiny little point on me before mm-hmm. in that part of my mm-hmm. body. So, yeah, but it was still fascinating to try, you know, the whole thing was pretty epic. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. <laughs> no, I mean, that's the, the danger of it, I guess, too. Yeah, the danger. And I mean, it's the, that's just the weird thing I've found, like, you know, even other kinds of pain play, like I get both kinds of pain play. I get the pain, which is just super sexual, but then a lot of other stuff, which is other pain, still has an erotic component, even if it doesn't provoke that kind of reaction. It's just like the the general, I just like being physically dominated and out of, out of control physically, you know, mm-hmm. and so that part is really hot. Yeah. So. Amazing. Uh, you had another story. Well, it was supposed. To, I think it was just like when I started going out to parties and seeing people play a lot. I remember like um, someone, someone you and I know again, but um, but uh, just at a party one time, and all of their they, and 
she has a, like a lot of friends at the parties and it goes back a long ways and just had all of them basically piling up. And she was against the cross and she had people pulling her and restraining her. Another person was like, you know, penetrating her with a strap on or something. Like it was just a massive scene where everyone was, everyone was just covering her and doing things to her. And she was just like, her eyes rolled back and she was just having such a good time, mm-hmm. you know? That took yeah. me a moment and I was like, oh yes, was there perhaps a full body cast involved <laughs> in this one? I think we're thinking of, of two two scenes, perhaps. We might be thinking of two scenes, yes. Yeah. But, but I mean, because we have seen other scenes like this, for yes. sure. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a few scenes like that. I started feeling a lot more comfortable about where I was in the world. It's like, right, everyone's into all kinds of stuff. and. Well, I mean, if you can't uh, find your place in the world after watching somebody get pounded from every direction while tied to a St. Andrew's cross, then you just can't find your way in the world. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Simple as that. Um, After I came out, I sort of lost my family and friends. I was living in uh, the south of the United States at the time, a very Christian household. And uh, I ended up moving away, seeking um, community and uh, found my way via Boston to California um, and found myself homeless and started doing sex work. uh, And found I really enjoyed, um, I enjoyed certain pieces of it. Um, Mostly the pieces where I was finding power was being played with. Um, And I started veering towards BDSM and kink in my personal life and then started seeking it out um, via prostitution formats and uh, porn in various ways. And ended up making my way up to the San Francisco area. And um, I was sort of put in the hands of the um, one of the then dungeon owners and spent a year in collar with him um, in service to the dungeon and in service to him. And sort of like, oh, yeah, I'm, um, I was very broken and having that sort of safety net uh, really helped me find my footing again. Uh, yeah, big transition. Um, but at the end of the year, I was like, okay, that was fun. Take this collar off. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we transitioned our relationship, and 15 years later, we're still together. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, it's been, it's been a beautiful um, – we have a 35-year age gap as oh. well. So, oh, nice. um, and, and he's a, a cis het man, but he's asexual mm-hmm. and I am none of those things. <laughs> very much yes. the opposite of all of those. <laughs> so we have found our way over the years. Um, How important is it to keep a cheat sheet sometimes when you're in session? Oh, fuck me. <laughs> yeah it's hard to do when you um, can't write on your hands because they're tied behind you <laughs> uh, I um, I had a dominant 
we were we were long distance through our relationship. So when we would come together, we would have all this time in between to plan these kind of epic fun scenes. Mm-hmm. And um, so we we planned one where I created a crossword puzzle, um, mm-hmm. and I offered them the, the the questions and the puzzle, and then I knew the so I thought the answers um, to all the questions. And then it was a torture scene. Um, and I, I know there, there are pictures of it up on my FetLife somewhere, but um, they had me tied up in this like predicament bondage to this mm-hmm. frame. And they were using um, bondage pain and impact play to force the answers out of me. Mm-hmm. Except that I genuinely forgot the answer to one of the <laughs> questions that I had created. And so Ouch. <laughs> oh, it was awful because they really That's thought rough. I was, because I'm a sassy bitchy thing. Um, if, if I'm in pain, not generally, I'm, I do not identify as a brat, but if I'm in pain, I will do anything to get out of it. And so uh-huh. um, I'm just like, no, really, I can't remember. I swear to God, I can't remember. I'm like begging and they're like, ha ha ha. And I'm like, fuck me. You actually <laughs> not believing me. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. Oh, I cried so hard. I had snot running all down my face. It was, oh, it was a beautiful moment. Yeah, I think both of us ended up calling yellow in the middle of that scene. Wow. <laughs> At different times. Yeah, it was wonderfully intense. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> That's very good. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a very good story. <laughs> it does make for a good story after the fact. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not in the moment. No. Uh, most, but after is fun. You know, sometimes the experiences we live are there for the lulls. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Yep. Yep. Um, let's. How about you tell us about uh, your long haircut story? Oh, yeah. Um, I was spending all my time at the dungeon. And so for a couple of weeks, we were like building up the community. Um, I would be sitting like in the social area and I'd have a hat on and I would tell people like, oh, my dominant wants me to cut my hair. I don't want to cut my hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just making a big to do about it for a couple of weeks. So everyone kind of knew. Um and then I think we, we, we feigned an argument at some point and a friend of mine like snatched my hat off of my head in front of my dominant. I, he, he, we lived together. I don't know what people didn't quite put that together. But anyway, he <laughs> the hat off of my head and he was like, oh, no, you haven't cut your hair, you know, and started bellowing and screaming at me and got right in my face and had two big burly guys come over and just drag me into the dungeon and they stuffed me into a body bag. Yes. And I'm like screaming and crying, trying to get away. And then you hear this and I just burst into tears and I was like why do you hate me you're such an asshole you're such a misogynistic prick that was awesome Um, and he just shaved my head Um, 
which is so fun. And then they just kind of like unzipped the bag and walked away at the end of it. And I just like laid there on the ground, like cuddling my hair, crying. Oh. <laughs> kind of hot though. It was super hot. <laughs> I had people coming up to me for weeks afterwards, pulling me aside, like, are you safe? Are you okay? Do you need mm-hmm. to talk to somebody? How is this relationship? <laughs> you know? And I was like, oh shit, we like, I think we sort of, overshot the mark and also <laughs> it's really fun to fuck with the audience so, oh yeah I, notes oh no i got addicted after that yeah fucking yeah. with the audience is one of my favorite things yeah well same <laughs> yeah it's hard to be do you, do you have another one that you wanted to fuck with public like that or she was really nervous about it so we set it up like it was just like you know calm like tranquil environment. I think we lit candles in the medical room. You know, we had soft music going. Somebody was holding her hand. Mm-hmm. And I'm like lovingly sewing up each side, slowly bringing it together. I'm like working with her breath. So we're breathing in together and mm-hmm. out together. I've got my hand on her heart. Very mm-hmm. sweet. And like we had it all done and she was like soft crying and was like, it's beautiful. Thank you. And then I like whipped out my cock and I was like, except I want in there. So what are we going to do now? <laughs> and next thing you know, like four people all show up and just hold her down. <laughs> and I just ripped through her and got myself in there. It was absolutely oh brutal was, she screamed bloody murder and also was so happy that's amazing <laughs> quite enjoyable oh that's fun yeah yeah uh i have to ask about the hot sauce story oh my fucking <laughs> uh which one <laughs> um uh, i believe you snort, snorted yes there was snorting there was involved. <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> Uh, I think that was my first foray with hot sauce. Um, I have a tendency to dive in the deep end. Um, <laughs> for some reason, um, I was easily convinced, back to the naivety, that mm. uh, I should allow somebody to shoot Tabasco sauce up my nose, um, uh-huh. even given my history of sinus infections. <laughs> so. Oh, God. It was the most trippy, like, six hours of my life um, because it first obviously, like, hit my sinuses and my eyes were, like, crying hot sauce. So it was, like, burning, like, streaks of red burning down my face. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and then and then it would, like, take a break. And... The breaks usually lasted between like five and 30 minutes. So I didn't know when it was going to come back up. And then it would mm-hmm. show up somewhere else in my head. So then it ended up in my temples. And I had like, you know, my head just like swirling in pain. Um, and I remembered like not being able to walk and kind of being wobbly. Um, and I had another break. And then it showed up like in the back of my head oh. and I was, I was screaming in pain. <laughs> I was oh like trying to hit my head on stuff. Oh, oh my God. I like doused my head in a big giant bowl of like ice Damn. water. <laughs> like Jesus. took all the soda pops out and was like, oh, oh my head. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then it, it made its way down to my lips. And then everyone figured out that if they kissed me, they could taste Tabasco. So I became like this Tabasco lollipop where everyone just stopped kissing me and just started like licking on me. <laughs> like Tabasco is like seeping out of my lips. You know, it's like if I finally found some mucous membrane to like get out. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, it was so intense. Yeah. I'm a big uh, headache and migraine guy. Oh, and no. this doesn't speak no. to me at I bet. all. I bet. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, would not recommend. But again, great no story. But him, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the ice pack, ice, ice, yeah. ice okay. sounds great for him. There yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess uh, running along the discussions of of diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to talk about being a, a plant-based eater for a while uh, before a certain something happened? Oh, man. Yeah, that was funny. Um, we used to host a lot of uh, like dinners, community dinners at my dungeon and whatnot. And mm-hmm. um, we had this like cowbell, you know, like this triangle. Is that what it's called? A cowbell? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's not a cowbell. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. Triangle? Dinner yeah, bell? A triangle bell. It's like a, a dinner bell. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that we would, we would hit. Um, so it was like towards the later part of a party, things were pretty quiet. And I, I heard that noise and I was like, you don't have a dinner tonight. And I, <laughs> I looked over and my daddy's standing there in nothing but a leather apron with this big, gigantic thing of meat. I don't know what it's called because I've, I've never cooked meat in my life. Like I have no clue what this thing is, but it was this big, gigantic flat piece of meat. And he's like, I'm going to fucking pound you with my meat. And I was like, oh, fuck, no, you're not. <laughs> of course, I took off running. Um, <laughs> I was like like hiding behind St. Andrew Crosses, you know, trying to get away from him and like jumping over spanking benches and throwing mm-hmm. submissives behind me. And um, finally, a couple of people like cornered me and and had me splat on the ground and he did actually manage to pound me with his meat it was um <laughs> hilarious because my, my community knew that I was vegan because I, mm-hmm. I you know did dinners for them but I was always super you know allergen friendly um so mm-hmm. everyone was like fuck me there's no way that they agreed to that there's no way that they're okay <laughs> right now they're very concerned for me which was super sweet mm-hmm. <laughs> It was a lot of slapping meat, basically, or? It was a lot of um, fisting with meat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there was some slapping to start. I don't think it lasted long. I think it was like, no, I'm really going to pound my meat into you, actually. Okay. Okay. That's that's more fun. (laughs) Um, I know you also have a kind of sweet uh, story about a... Wedding, but it's a not tying ceremony. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah a beautiful couple um, used uh, the dungeon for their their marriage and not tying mm-hmm. ceremony. And um, it was we had this this beautiful like outdoor courtyard area um, where we could like we did large loop wrestling out there and like all this fun oh. stuff we had an open outdoor <laughs> space yeah um so they they did uh like a sacred cutting and then um they the the dominant had taken fakir's branding course 
specifically for the event. And so they did wow. like setting of the coals and, and heating of Shit. the brand and, and a whole body branding. And um, wow, it was really beautiful and incredible. And just to see, you know, such a huge um, group of, of kinksters come together with so much love and care for, for that mm-hmm. couple. It was striking. Yeah. I bet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meaningful. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, you've told us so many things. Uh, I feel like you've got many more stories and we, we would like, well, I, th- I think we would love to have you. I'm saying we would love to have you on yeah. again sometime in the future. Cool. So you can mm-hmm. share with us more of your stories. It's the show's only about 45 minutes. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, uh, and we have to keep it to like a fairly close time. Right. Um, yeah. But, oh, while we're talking, what I'll do is I'll just stop the recording and download everything. So don't go anywhere. I guess the first question would be how it all begins for you, like starting with pet play and then delving into deeper of that and... Yeah, of course. I don't know how far back I'm going to go, but uh, like if I can go, like I've been a kinkster for, well, forever since I can remember. I remember being a kid and wanting to play cops and robbers all the freaking time, like annoyingly so. <laughs> Anytime I would hang out with friends, like, can you tie me up? And the point, like, <laughs> the point was to escape and I never would and I, I wouldn't even try. And then they like <laughs> build a fort and then they come in and be like, like, are you escaping yet? And I would fake trying. Like I would, I would fake try, and as soon as they stepped out, I'd stop again. I was so happy. And, like, of course, you don't connect that to, like, sexual activity, or you just don't really know. You just just do it for whatever reason, because you're a kid. You're so innocent, right? Well, you're exploring then, sensations. Yeah, yeah, you're, but you, there's no explanation. And at that point, I guess, like, you don't – there's no sense of needing to understand either. You know, like, the, the older you go, the, the like, the older you grow, I'm sorry, um, – it seems like you have to almost explain everything, especially to everyone. And you feel like everybody's looking at you for some sort of justification as to why you're doing the things you're doing. But as a kid, you just don't give, I don't, oh, can we, can we swear? Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> <Please do. laughs> I, I, I tend to plug an F-bomb every other word. So I apologize. Yeah, it's my that. favorite yeah. word. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so yeah, as a kid, you just, you just don't give a shit. You don't give a fuck what people think. So you just do your thing, right? I kind of miss that. And I feel, I feel like this is, as a submissive, it's kind of like a, what I've been looking to to get. Um, just that sense of not caring and having, like, not a care in the world. And so, like, over time, as I, I started having sex and, and meeting with boys and all of these things, I started to figure out, like, okay, uh, vanilla play is not going to work for me. If physics and money were out of the question, mm-hmm. so... You don't have to worry about things like gravity and oxygen or cost. <laughs> um, what would be your ideal kink scene? My ideal kink scene? It's, un- well, you know what? I'm fortunate enough to say that I've experienced all of my my biggest fantasies. Okay, no, let's push it. Let's push it. Okay, let's push yeah, it. you gotta, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there is gotta- one. There is one. And I feel like there's some kind of a way to do it, but not to the extent that I want to. Okay, so full on details. Okay. Yes. Yes. So one of my like most intense fantasy 
that I've masturbated to quite a lot in my life. Apologies for too much information. <laughs> um, is going to like Berlin or one of those European places where kink is just like this huge thing, crazy things in the street. Like it's just super open. Um, and then I kind of cover somebody else's shift as a urinal for a party. I walk in and it's like this, the person is there tied up, sat on like a lockable butt plug, full on rubber head to toe with there, there are hoods, urinal hoods with uh, nose tubes and the whole thing. I've actually ordered one. It's on the way. Um, oh so like the full on thing and mm-hmm. they have a catheter in, so then they don't have to stop and take bathroom breaks. It just keeps going down the drain. And then Again, it's, you know, gravity and it's with health and everything. It doesn't matter, right? All of this is out the door. Mm-hmm. So yes. then that person is slowly taken out of their predicament, but everything that's being taken out is being put on me straight away. Ooh. You're literally taking over the shift, including the catheter and the butt plug, which is super un- unsanitary. And don't ever do that. Don't yeah, ever do that. In this, in this fantasy, but it is fantasy, that right? That, that was what I was <laughs> dealt with. So those are the cards that I was dealt with. Um, so you can do literally anything. So yeah, catheter is being put on and then their latex suit is being taken off. Not the hood yet, not the hood. Um, and then slowly I take their place, you know, get on the uh, lockable butt plug, everything goes in. And then at the very last second, the person takes out their hood. And in my fantasy, it's always a crush of mine. So it's always somebody that I end up knowing, obviously. And then as soon as it's taken out, it's full of fucking fluid, like full of mucus, full of everything in their face and then mm-hmm. stuck on my face instead. And then all you hear is, all right, good to go. And then the door opens, and but I can't see anything, but the door opens, and then you hear like the music from the club coming in, and it's people just That's lined cool. up waiting for the shift to start. Oh my God. And then, like, there's no, you can't even, you don't know who's coming. You have no idea if they're mm-hmm. male, female, non gendered, uh, old, mm-hmm. young, black, white, Asian, like, none of this matters. It never did mm-hmm. begin with, but it still doesn't matter even more. And yes. then you just take in whatever, and some of them might jerk off in it. Some of them might fit in it. Some of them might put some beer, like anything goes. There's, there's no, <laughs> there's, and some of the gags have like um, things that crushes your tongue down, which is super okay. hot. So it just, it just keeps going. And like, oh my God. Well. Yeah. So yeah, that, that would be my ultimate fantasy scene. That's a very fun mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Yeah, that's very hot. I feel like there's a way to do some of it. There's yes. a way. There's yes, a way. for sure. Yeah. I mean, you could absolutely do this with somebody you were fluid, bond- fluid bonded to. Yes. Mm-hmm. It'd be a little like... I'm thinking more... <laughs> the issue is more like, I think, after two people peeing in your mouth and you have to swallow the entire thing, you literally just be full. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just impossible yeah. to keep going, right? So there mm-hmm. might be a way to like have somebody's mouth forced open and people can pee in and then out at the same time. So you don't have to literally swallow everything, but you have some gulp here mm-hmm. and there. So there's a way to make it last. I have something planned. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of finishing the details and finding <laughs> it. But there's ways. There's always a way. Yeah. Well, how about this? We definitely didn't have enough time with you. Sometime in the future, we would Anytime. love to have you back on. I'm mm-hmm. a social media whore, camera whore. <laughs> I love attention. <laughs> I'm not afraid to say it. So anytime will be my pleasure. And anytime, if you have anything mm-hmm. specific you want to talk about, like, you know, put more time onto your expertise and rather than whole journey, mm-hmm. I'd be very happy to do that as well. Yeah. Absolutely. 
I'm going to take a brief moment of your time to discuss our social media. If you would like to email us, it's subsegmentpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash subsegment. And Instagram at subsegmentpodcast. If you would like to check out our super sexy website made by our very own in-house good boy, please head on over to subsegmentpodcast.com. And, as always, you can find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts, as well as on Perth's number one online radio station, DRN1 United. So welcome back. Uh, we had a little break mm-hmm. uh, to present other stories of other people yeah. that we cut, basically, so we can have uh, other part of the story that we didn't share. Um, so now we have another little uh, time to talk and discuss about other things. But instead, I wanted to read you one of the other fanfic that I found. Okay. I'm very excited about this. <laughs> Why? Why? Because you pulled me into this room at a very opportune time. And I'm very excited (laughs) (laughs) to have smut read to me right before uh, I go and do something. (laughs) Wonderful. Uh, Well, it's a fanfic about Arthur and Martin. What is that? I think I fucked... Merlin, I'm sorry. (laughs) Arthur and Merlin. Mm, (laughs) Martin. Yeah, it's the modern version. And uh, it's basically, you know, the fantasy show of Merlin, Mm -hmm. the wizard with Arthur the king. It's based on that. So it's a fan fiction. Uh, But it's a very consensual fan fiction about knife play and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to read it to you because some of my friends were really like, this is very good. Okay. So please read it. So I'm going to read it a little bit to you until we feel like the moment is past and it's not funny anymore. Who wrote it? Oh, yes. Let me check. Uh, I think it's by Kickflaws. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, Kit Flop. Okay. So, Merlin has so much need to give. Need for cock rings. Mm-hmm. Need for ropes. Need for ball gag, too. Because he can overcome his urge to make sloppy hot noise at each new sensation. Ooh, sloppy hot noise. <laughs> <laughs> Archer loves and hates that. Needs to quell it in it. Merlin... And also, uh, whoa, that's a needs to quit it in Merlin and also listen to it endlessly. But they all have needs, don't they? That's why Archer, Archer love his job. Though, never like... That's such a weird fucking way oh. to roast stuff. Though, never like he loves it with Merlin. Yeah, though, never like he loves it with Merlin. Oh, okay, that's... I cannot even yes. phantom the understanding of that uh, Merlin's need makes Archer need right back and it's so good to feel like he's giving and taking in equal measure Merlin has a need for Archer and for the pain Archer Ooh. needs to make this the finest and sharpest best pain yet you're not ready Archer says softly are you boy mm. Merlin read at the sound of his voice each buckle of the fur tree above in his spine punch at his skin as it tried to twist, 
protests and begs mutinously with his body. Mm-hmm. Archer can read every half Korean word of Merlin muscle. This is different, he replied, settling on a hand on Merlin's neck, forcing his cheeks into the table a little bit. You've not heard this before. I'm not sure you've heard it now. <laughs> I have. Let me. Oh, God, please. See the red stretch of Merlin's lips around the, gul- the ball gag and spasm of his fingers. Mm-hmm. You have to promise me something. If, if I'm going to give you this love, Arthur being trained to control his voice better than this, but Merlin's, he never can. <laughs> he come out of gentle, so he pushed Merlin's face down harder to compensate. Anything, anything, Merlin flexes troll plate. <laughs> you have to remain absolutely still. Merlin goes rigid as a statue, barely even breathing, and makes order choke down a purr of satisfaction. Mm. Better and better and better every time. Good, good. So perfect for me. Stay now. Stay like this. <laughs> so <much. laughs> Even Merlin still less in the hotly worded answers. Hard to start with the hilt, ease it under Merlin's tog jaw, and push the hand of it against Merlin's gag, forcing it deeper and causing a thin trail of drool dripping down Merlin's chin. It turned the blade and ran the tip along the slimmering line, catching the wetness and painting it in a swift turning stroke against Merlin's bottom lips. This way, Merlin can feel it, can maybe figure it out before Archer really begins. It's a test. He has to know if Merlin can really stay still for this. This is too dangerous for Merlin's, uh, for Merlin's normal wrangling. Merlin pass, letting it out only to the shakiest best of breath, even in his eyebrow, tell Archer that he has a sense of what's coming. But he have no idea how far Archer is going to take him. And that's what brings Marlin up to a next notch. This next level. He'll be putting him that much closer. The Merlin will love coming apart under Arthur's knife, wearing scars from them the way he wears his bruise. Is the Merlin who Arthur can't ever hurt enough to make him leave. I think that's pretty sexy. Mm-hmm. are are you thirsty i'm a little thirsty oh i think you're too hot now i'm I'm very i'm i'm toasty warm (laughs) okay let me then go into the cutting part okay and i think it's around the Merlin sound subsides again in a fits and bursts, tiny high pitches noise squeaking out of before's only breathing. Arthur pets him though, uh, through it, coaxing. Go deep for me, love. Relax. Trust me. I want to see you mindless. He stroke at Merlin's ass and bend in close, tuck his tongue into one of the cut and laving around it, spreading in circles full of blood and saliva. The knife rests in his hand, a conforming, a comforting weight there, against Merlin ribcage, turned flat to threaten only. Come on now, he coaxes, and Merlin does, 
he does is sag into the table motionless now because he's only at e he's fully at ease held safe in archer trawl rather than stiffly keeping himself from moving beneath the blindfold archer catches the movement of his eyelid fluttering as he sleep and that's the hand of him utterly gone into archer's care archer filled added too and as he presses his forehead between merlin's shoulders Brief as the thick mangled scent of sweat and blood, he struggled. He wanted to create a bitter line of blood, Merlin's tides. He wanted to kiss his feet, he wanted to click the metal taste of Merlin's nipples and suckle on them until they were violently red, then clinch them into a cloth pins. Oh, that's medieval Hi. kinky. <laughs> All of this and more will have to wait until next time, because Arthur can hold on much longer. The last cut is a shallow slash. All along the curve of Merlin's lower back, Archer does it fast, then drop the knife and drag a finger through Merlin's swelling blood, drawing the smear on the readable red, his home name, on the back of Merlin's neck. The leather all screwed, not leather at all, more like fingerprints. Archer doesn't care. He licked them all off again. He fumbled his cock out, his zipper scraping as it is an haste. He climbed onto the original rack, strumpled Merlin's waist, and is there. There with barely a touch, coming in a long, right, long white rope that splatter on Merlin's bleeding back. Loving best of all the dance of words that Merlin's blood spell of him. Enchantment, incantation that bind him, bind him. <laughs> Sexy. Are mm-hmm. two too rough, shaking as it rip open the strap of the gall ball, uh, the ball gag. <laughs> That's hard to say. Yes. Merlin's head gets snagged, torn, though Merlin doesn't seem to mind. Gasping out once his thing is his tongue is free. Arthur shouldn't let it be like that, but he loves Merlin's cry. The cockering slip off of his hand, and it doesn't take more than his panting breath in Merlin's ear for Merlin to spurt a vicious shudder of all over the table, <laughs> whipping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he comes and cries. Yes. Oh, but you know what? It's it's cathartic. Yes. Well, you know, at the end they basically cuddle together. Yeah. And the mixture of comes and blood um, on his tongue after they kiss and mong and suck and the tongue and you know it's still a bit essential at the end. Yeah. Um, but the last sentence says is something like the knife will keep them safe. Do not from each other. Oh, damn. Talk to me on Tumblr is the ending. So thank you once again to Kick Flaw. Yes. Yeah, for your awesome story. Mm -hmm. It's worth reading. It's very hot. Yes. And uh, I'm dyslexic, so it's very hard sometimes to read. So I'm sorry if it's... um, I I understand. mm. And if you didn't, you can go find it on the internet. We'll link it in the show description. <laughs> yes, it's very good. <laughs> um, so this is pretty much it. It was a very different format than we usually do, mm-hmm. uh, but sometimes we have to. Yeah. And uh, so uh, stay kinky. Yes. Stay safe. Always. 
I'm noodles. And I'm irony. Bye. Bye.